Hey, welcome to another episode of Who Dares Wins. I'm your host, JP Ross. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, on my last episode, I opened up and talked about um, May 2020 and a little bit about, you know, just like uh, things that were going on in my life for last year during COVID and everything and, and um, just events since George Floyd's murder. Today, uh, I'd like to talk about or... Um, you know, depending on when you're listening to this, could be tonight, could be, you know, um, I'm just trying to put out like as much content as I can try to stay in line with what God is saying to me. Um, if you don't, if, if, if that doesn't make any sense to you, like really what that means is, is that, uh, sometimes, uh, well, actually the way God works is through Holy spirit is God will give you, uh, ideas and visions like things that you see, pictures, um, words, numbers, uh, different ways on how you process and understand. But God will do it in a way to understand supernatural things. And so sometimes those supernatural things will be very profound and almost like things in the future, which is like the prophetic. Um there's also a prophetic witness of justice, telling the truth of the Lord, declaring the word of the Lord. Um, there's also words of knowledge. This is this is when you might um, you'll hear something from the Lord through Holy Spirit uh, that is um, a fact for someone else that you're ministering the gospel to or speaking to, and it, you'll you'll give them a word of knowledge, meaning like. For instance, um, um, I'll meet someone and I'll see what they're wearing and I'll just say, uh, uh, God will say to me, um, this person wants to open a jewelry store or something like that. And I'll just say, hey, I noticed that I was I was looking at um, your shoes and I don't know if this is true or not, but I was wondering, uh, have you ever wanted to open up your own jewelry store? Or something even more profound than that is uh, Sean Boltz, a well, well-known voice in the prophetic community. Uh, one, one of his testimonies is, is that he was given a phone number for a little girl, a teenager, um, to call. And uh, the girl was like, that's my uncle's phone number. And so Sean said, call your uncle. And so she called him and prior to her calling her uncle, Sean said, uh, I believe God wants to use you in food. She calls her uncle and her uncle wanted to give her his restaurant. So she became a chef and uh, she was on the street. She got off the street. She now owns this restaurant. She's a chef. All that from a word of knowledge to a person that didn't even believe in God before Sean had even talked to her. Um, that might not be all of the <laughs> facts of that story, but that's the gist of that story. And so um, what the reason I said that is because I just been trying to really hear what God is saying and trust him. Part of why this is called who dares wins 
is because I want to challenge people and I want to challenge myself to take risks in God, take risks in life, take risks um, in business and in, in, in different things. Risk and as a for a Christian is spelled F-A-I-T-H, faith. And faith in business is R-I-S-K, you know? So we do our due diligence and we prepare ourselves. But then after we do the um uh uh, uh what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh ah uh, not, not an evaluation, but um ideation. After we do the ideation process. Then we go forward and we take the risk and we start the investment and we start to promote what uh, we feel God is calling us to do. Or if you're in business, like what you feel your, your, um, you know, the product you want to provide or the service you want to provide to solve problem in the community or in the, in the market. Um, today I'd like to talk to you about, Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs chapter 18. So instead of going on like a monologue, or this is a monologue, but we're going, I'm going to look at scripture with you. And uh, I call this, this is sort of from my notes the other day. Uh, January 18th, I like to read a proverb a day. But on Proverbs, on January 18th, I read. Proverbs 18. I try to read a proverb every day. I believe there's 31 proverbs in the book of Proverbs, and there's 31 days in a month. So that gives you one chapter a day to read a month. Um, 31 uh, chapters. And so you can be reading the Bible all year, one chapter a day, if you can't fit in any more time. Uh, I, I encourage you to read more than that you know, to, to, to press into the Lord with everything you have. But uh, sometimes I don't have time for that, but I can fit in that proverb of the day. But this particular day, January 18th, I felt that God was hmm, highlighting this, this chapter. It was amazing. And so um, I'm going to look at my notes, and then I'm going to look over at some other uh, scripture in in proverbs and uh yeah we're gonna we're gonna go over that so um be right back in just a moment thank you for listening hey welcome back to you're listening to who dares wins podcast i'm your host jp ross we're going over proverbs 18 uh right now and uh i'm just gonna read to you a little bit of what i wrote down on january 18th 2020 just, uh, just a few days ago. And uh, what I'm calling this is the greatest hits of Proverbs 18. I just felt that there was so much verse. There was just so many amazing verses in Proverbs 18 that it literally felt like I was listening to a greatest hits album of like my favorite band, right? So, you know, if you like Guns N' Roses, there's like your favorite, the favorite hits of Guns N' Roses, you know, it's going to be Yesterday, Paradise City. It's going to be like Sweet Child O' Mine. Um, if you're listening to Foreigner, it's going to be like Hot-Blooded. It's going to be 
I want to know what love is. It's going to be like cold as ice, you know. Um, if it's Bruce, <laughs> man, it's going to be so many, so many. Well, born in the USA, Thunder Road, you get what I'm saying. So this particular day on January 18th, I just was like, Proverbs 18. Wow, there are so many hits in this. So this is what I just kind of felt the Lord was revealing to me, and I just started writing it down. And that is, today's Proverbs reminded me of the Greatest Hits album, of a Greatest Hits album. Proverbs Greatest Hits. I was amazed at literally how platinum this proverb is, Proverbs 18. Like, this is a platinum-selling proverb. <laughs> there are so many hits that this chapter alone could hold it, uh, um, could hold it down on wisdom for a long time before you even read another proverb. You could spend so much time in Proverbs 18 uh, that it makes me think about the wisdom of God. There's so much wisdom in this particular chapter, but then on top of that, it makes me think of how much wisdom is in God. It, it is beyond searching, and who could find it? Who who can find it out? Who can search it out? Only Jesus, through Holy Spirit, understands the wisdom and understanding of the Father. This chapter alone can satisfy desire for a partner, versus like, um, he who finds a wife finds a good thing, or she who finds a husband finds a good thing. Um, better communication scriptures, such as... Uh, alluding to speaking before someone else has finished talking, uh, um, you know, is, is like hindering, you know, so that, that, that proverb leads to like better communication. If you listen until someone's done finished, finished talking, which I need help with all the time. Um, providence and destiny. Check this out. A gift makes room for us and brings us before great people. Your gift will make room for you and bring you before great people. That's God's providence and God's destiny on your life. These three already by themselves are so powerful and life-changing <laughs> that, you know, you could stop there. Like you could just meditate on that for the next few days, like one of those for like a whole week. So what is also so powerful and beyond our imagination is that Jesus is wisdom himself. Jesus is understanding. Jesus is truth. Jesus is the hope of the nations. So without reading Proverbs, simply by having a relationship with Jesus, Jesus regenerates our spirit through the Holy Spirit into all truth. And what does that mean? That What it means is that's why we experience conviction or like this ability to be aware of when we're not right and an awareness for our need for repentance or to change our mindset or to come back to God you know, because we've missed the mark. Then we read the Bible, and it seems as if 
we have read this at another time. Have you ever felt, oh, I'm going to expound on this a little bit, but have you ever felt that God has spoken to you and then, uh, or like God was speaking to you, or like you had this idea about something and it was a deep revelation, meaning, meaning God, or if you don't believe in God at that time, like you're just like, I don't know, like the universe, like showed me this, you know, and I, I became aware of this thing. And I, I and I kind of like made it one of the principles of how I live my life. And then later on in life, maybe a few months, maybe a few years, you read it in the Bible and it was a verse. That's happened to me. Um, one of the things that um, I noticed when I became a Christian is that my mom always used to say, we do not hate our enemies. To hate our enemies is to wish um, harm on them. When I became a Christian, I saw in 1 John that that very scripture is right there. That that not to wish harm on your enemies. That you, that it's 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 to actually like wish torment on them. You know, to hate is is not good. It's not not healthy. And um, I was amazed because. I was like, oh my goodness, my mom is a real Christian. Like, my mom is a real Christian. And I've heard this my whole life. I had no idea it was in Scripture. Or uh, another one is like, there's a Scripture that says, you know, I hide your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So there's there's this, these this moments in my life before I even knew that verse where I was like, I'm holding on to your promises, God. I'm holding on to this parts of me deep inside that I feel are beyond myself. They're like hope that I want to see come to fruition. And, uh, and, and, you know, another way of looking at that is about purity. You know what I mean? It's like you hide the word in your heart so that you don't sin against the Lord. But I look at it like in the Passion Translation, it's like I hide God's revelation, his prophetic words in my heart so that I don't fulfill sin's treason against me or against the Lord. You know, sometimes you have something inside your heart. Sometimes you have something deep inside your soul that you don't release to anybody. And you and and it's like no matter what you don't betray it. Well, if we were to betray it, we would be betraying not just the Lord, but our very selves. Granted, I think it's more important that we think about our relationship with the Lord than than how we sort of care about, you know what I mean, like like what do I want? You know, because we want to be prepared and, and and honorable to the Lord. But the Lord loves you so much. God is good. God will be fine without you. God's heart for you is to have wisdom and understanding, is to have, uh, you know, Him partnering with you into all your endeavors. But if you were to betray your own heart and believe the lie, 
then you would be harming yourself. You'd be harming your future. You'd be harming your destiny. You'd be harming your provision. You'd be harming the future, generations after you. See, when we partner with the Lord, we partner with a path that might not be simple. It might not be easy. It might not be what culture says we should do. But it is going to be the most fulfilling way of life. I used to think that fulfillment was like whiskey and meeting people in bars and and hearing good music. And that's as best as you can get. Maybe I'll get some money. Maybe I'll push a whip. But I honestly just thought, you know, if I could have a good glass of whiskey or a good IPA and have friends, good music, and then, you know, hey, you know, you you just got to go to work. You just got to do what you got to do, you know, working class, you know. When I started to bring my thoughts and my dreams and my and my um, thoughts about destiny and forever to the Lord, uh, I saw my life be so much more fulfilled. I don't actually even drink as much as I used to, if anything, anymore. And I'm so much happy. I'm, I'm, I can have a drink, but ultimately it's not, excuse me, it's not really what satisfies me. I still love meeting with people and talking with people, but I actually love being with myself. When I was younger, I didn't love being with myself. I might have been with myself because I had to, but I didn't want to. I think there's like this grace that God gives us when we start partnering with his heart and then he starts cultivating revival, this resurrection of dead things, of dead thoughts. He gives us wisdom and understanding to understand culture, to understand our purpose in culture. And so one of the things that I saw is that even without reading the Bible, even without these things, like Jesus is all of those things. So it's like even like a basic understanding of Jesus, he is wisdom. He is understanding. You know, he is truth. He is the hope for the nations. You know, so <clears throat> yeah. So um so I believe that is because Jesus is the actual physical word of God. See, he is the Bible. He is the word. He's the living flesh of God's words. He is the word. The Bible says in first in, in John chapter one, says, uh, you know, the word uh the word dwelt among us. Uh go down to chapter one, verse 14, it says, you know, and the word became flesh. And uh, you know, Christians, we we believe that to mean that the logos, the word, the actual breath of God. Uh, became flesh, and that's Jesus. Jesus, through the immaculate conception, through the the um, you know the the having to survive uh, a death decree, 
um, from the leaders who were uh, Herod or one of those guys. Um, he issued a death decree for all children under two years old because he had heard that there was a Messiah or this this great liberator who was going to come. And so he wanted to kill Jesus. It was it was Satan's plan to kill Jesus. But um, Jesus was uh, moved by an inspiration from an angel that came and spoke to Mary and Joseph. And they moved Jesus. And Jesus was born. And then they came back when it was safe. And then you don't hear about Jesus again until around 12. And he speaks. And he's like sort of missing and Mary's like, where were you, Jesus? Like, what? And he was like, don't you know I should be about doing my father's business? And, uh, you know, and so, you know, and, and then the, the narrative isn't until again when he's like 30 and he's starting his ministry after John the Baptist, his uh, nephew or cousin, um, Elizabeth, Mary's sister, I believe, was pregnant with John the Baptist. And then... um gave birth to John the Baptist. John the Baptist prepared the way for Jesus. Jesus came, um, et cetera, ad nauseum, turns water into wine, boom, ministry starts. Um, so when I look at Proverbs chapter 18, so when you read the Bible, you are looking at a mirror of yourself, but in the reflection of Jesus' perfection. So when you look when you read the Bible, you are looking at a mirror of yourself. But the reflection is Jesus' perfection. So when you look in the mirror, it's not necessarily you. It's actually Jesus. God sees you when we put on Christ. When we put our faith in Christ, he now becomes our covering he is our identity. So let me just read this one more time. That's why we experience conviction and awareness for repentance. Then we read the Bible, and it seems as if we had read this at another time. I believe that is because Jesus is the actual physical word of God. And so when you read the Bible, you are looking at a mirror of yourself but in the reflection of Jesus' perfection. So, when you look in the mirror, what do you see? Do you see yourself? Do I see me? Yes, you see yourself. You see me. I see myself. But, there is something new. There is something more that is happening. So when I look in the mirror now, I see me, but I see love, I see mercy, I see forgiveness, I see grace, I see understanding. I see a guy losing his hair, but is still loved by God. <laughs> you know, it's like your your identity, your reflection is Jesus. And then also, the more we look at Jesus in the mirror, the more we're like, Lord, transform me into your image. And that's the sanctification process. So um, so I'm just going to uh, thank you so much uh, for listening. 
And uh, now I'm just going to go over like some of my favorite verses that I highlighted from Proverbs chapter 18. And, uh, and I just pray that you would receive them now as uh, I read these uh, verses, uh, that you would um, just be in thought about God and about, about wisdom about understanding are you are you are you in a situation where you're seeking the wisdom of the lord or are you seeking your own wisdom do you have understanding from god or are you coming to understanding through books and and social media and those are fine but there's peace there's rest in the lord i'm not saying your life is going to be perfect and easy no that is not what jesus says we sign up for he just says your burden, your yoke is easy and your burden is light. Still a burden, still a yoke, but it's light and, uh, you know, it's easy or something like that. Um, I think that there's like this grace that I've experienced with being with Jesus where even in hard, challenging times, and I'll be honest, there's times where I'm like on my knees near my bed, listening to a band called United Pursuit, and I'm just crying out to Jesus, and I'm just like, help me. Help me. And then there's times where I'm just like, I love you, Lord, so much. I love you so much, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. I don't understand the situation, but thank you. I love you, God. Oh, I love you, God. You're so good. I trust you. I do not feel good right now, but I trust you. Mm. I feel, I, I think it's United Pursuit who says, you speak and light shines out of darkness. You take heaviness away or something like that. It's a really powerful song. But sometimes I would just literally say that over and over again. I was like, you speak and light shines out of darkness. Yeah, you take heaviness away. <sighs> Proverbs 18, just drink of the Lord. Just, just, just be in that posture right now. I feel the Holy Spirit right now just... Lord, I just bless everyone who's listening right now, God, that you would encourage them. Right now they might be thinking about money, finances, their family, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, the future of our country here in America. Might be thinking about the, 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 the world they're raising their children in. Might be thinking about the breakup they just had or a new relationship they're stepping into. God, I just pray that your Holy Spirit would be there. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You speak and light shines out of darkness. You speak and light shines out of darkness. Mm, thank you, 